Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So good. I have a powerful testimony. The Holy Spirit just healed my voice. I lost my, vo my voice at the 10 a.m. It just came back. Come on. You know, the title of my message this morning is When the Holy Spirit Comes Upon You. When the Holy Spirit Comes Upon You. Mm. Let's jump right into it. We'll go to Luke chapter 24. We saw a beautiful move of God at the 8.30, the 10. People got healed, restored. People spoke in tongues for the first time. It was powerful. Which, by the way, tongues are normal. Don't believe the lie of the devil. They're weird. Oh, that church speaks in tongues. Yes, because it's a Bible-believing church. It's a church that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's normal. It's who we are. Watch this. Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 49. Then he said to them, this is Jesus speaking right after the resurrection. Speaking to the disciples, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Everybody say power. Until you're endued with power from on high. Let's fast forward to Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, which was also written by Luke, the physician. It's a sequel to the gospel of Luke. And now Jesus is 40 days after the resurrection. He's been appearing to all the disciples. And he comes again with a message to the disciples, the apostles. Watch this. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Isn't that interesting? Again, wait for the promise. How many of you have ever received a promise before? And it's interesting. It's, it says, wait for the promise. And, and the promise was the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I just encourage you to wait for that promise God's given you? Sometimes the promises take time, but hey, rest assured, then though it tarries, it'll surely come to pass. God is a God of, that he keeps his promises. He keeps his word. He's not a man that he should lie in the name of Jesus. So just stay strong. Keep believing. The promise is coming. But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John, truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Holy Spirit not many days from now therefore when they had come together they asked him saying Lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel and he said to them it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority but you shall receive power everybody say power you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth power can you say power with me power. there's so many so many different ways to understand the power of God and I want us to dive into it a little bit because the devil has done a really good job at tricking pastors at tricking Christians and tricking churches oh you know like even when pastors Jurgen and Leanne came from Australia to San Diego well-meaning people would come and tell them things by the way, be, beware of well-intended people that come and give you the counsel that is not from God. 
Anybody gives you counsel away from the power of the Holy Spirit does not come from God. So they would tell Pastor Jurgen Leanne, oh, you're going to San Diego? Man, it's, a, it's kind of a hard city. You know, it's a city that likes a seeker-friendly movement. And, you know, just, just preach the word. And just, just, don't talk, just don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Just, just let, 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 true story, just ask him. He said, just, just let, maybe the Holy Spirit will just minister to them. But, oh, you're going to grow a church, powerful church. Just don't talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, if I was the enemy, if I was the devil, and, and I was like going into the enemy's camp, what would I do? I'd go and take their weapons away. I'll go take, I mean, as long as I take their weapons away, there's no authority, there's no power. So you can fight all you want, but without the power of the weapons, you, can, you won't take territory. Come on, somebody. It makes sense. I'm like, okay, that, that, that's, and, and nowadays, today, we live in a time where we need more than ever the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do life without the power. Listen, I've done life without the power of the Holy Spirit. I know what it's like. I, I remember my teenage years and, you know, I was a little Catholic boy. And my son, Espíritu Santo. I remember, I remember like I was addicted to pornography my whole teenage years. And I've told my son and because and I wanted him to know what life is like without the power of the Holy Spirit. I said, son, the devil stole my destiny and my assignment in my teenage years. And that at 19 and 20, I get saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. The power of God hits me and I get set free and, and, and delivered and released from that spirit for 20 years. It's been 20 years now. God touched me and delivered me. It was incredible. I know what it's like. I, I was praying the other day, you know, prepping for the message. And I'm like, Rabbasit. I go into my office. Actually, right before that, I'm fighting with my wife. We're both firstborns. I, of course, I know I'm always right. But she thinks she's always right. And I'm like, just, just, just can you just see the way it is? She's like, can you just see the way that it should be? And, and there's an opinion for everything. I don't know if any firstborns in the house. You know, some of you are like middleborns or thirdborns or whatever. You're still just as stubborn as I am. And, and we're always, we know we're fighting and arguing. Thank God we've matured. If not, I don't know where we would be. We wouldn't be together, for, that's for sure. We've learned, we've learned to pull together, not pull from each other. We're pulling together. It's, it's amazing what happens when you come together with your spouse in unity. The things that you can accomplish, and I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Some of you are about to start pulling together. Watch what happens in your life. Husband and wife, humble yourself. Come on, can I speak into your life for a sec? Come on, just begin to humble yourself. Come into agreement. It's not about who's right. It's about let's do it right together. Amen. So we're fighting, we're arguing, and I go, you know, I'm just going to go to my office and prep for my message. She's like, good luck prepping for that message. We'll see what kind of authority you have to stand on on that stage tomorrow. I'm like, we'll see. So I go to my office and I felt the Holy Spirit say, just put 30 minutes on the clock and just a timer and just begin to pray in the Spirit. So I'm like, I'm just praying. I'm God, I need a word from you. Holy Spirit, will you speak to me? I can't just come with, with information and I need an impartation of your power. What's going to really help the church and strengthen the church? What's going to equip us so we can fulfill our assignment? I don't, I don't want just like a, you know, an okay word. I need the power of God. Holy Spirit, speak to me. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He goes, go and ask your wife for forgiveness. Now, I know what it's like to do life without the power of the Holy Spirit. So I went, I went and I texted her. True story. Here's a text. A screenshot of the text. I said, 
Will you forgive me? I didn't say baby. I always call her baby. I didn't say baby because I was still mad. So, <laughs> so she, she would know that, hey, I'm still like tr- working through this. But I said, will you forgive me for not listening and not being patient and reacting and not being loving? What I should have said is, forgive me for being an a-hole. That's what the text should have said. But I was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. She goes, yes, I will. Will you forgive me for reacting and getting intense? I was really trying to explain myself. And then it gets really good, so I won't read it. But... You know, I know what it's like to do, to do life without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't be effective. Listen, you can try, but when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and we get a, a deeper understanding of what the power of the Holy Spirit is for, we, we, we're a church of the Holy Spirit, so we see people hit the deck. You know, people lay hands on them, people just fall and fly. I've seen crazy things. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people get healed. People got healed in the 8.30 of their back and um, the 10 a.m. people start speaking in tongues. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. When Rex Crane comes and Pastor John begin to preach powerfully, that's, you see the power of the Holy Spirit. People have gotten healed of cancer. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. But that's, that's not all. There's more. The power of the Holy Spirit makes us effective. Help, helps us change things. Helps us create things. Helps us do things, empowers us, enables us. Watch this. Listen, I want to give you the definition of the word power. It comes from the Greek dunamis. Dunamis. And this is what it means. It is a force, specifically miraculous power, usually by implying a miracle itself. Ability, abundance, meaning, might, deed, worker of miracles. It's power, strength, violence, a mighty, wonderful work. It's an ability to perform an activity. Now look at your life through the lens of Jesus speaking this over you. Wait until the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now what's he, I want you to, let's get into the mind of Jesus and what he was saying. He said, he spoke it in, in, um, in Aramaic, he spoke Aramaic, right? But, but the, the, the writer Luke was speaking in Greek, and as he wrote dunamis, this is what he was referring to. Wait until you're endued with this kind of power, until you are endued with a, a miraculous power, a mir- when, when miracles itself can come out of you, when you're endued with ability, abundance, meaning, might, deed. You're going to wait until you become a worker of miracles. Wait until there's power and strength and violence and a mighty, wonderful work upon you. Now, we're not talking about a violence that is like hurtful and, and you know, the, the negative kind of violence, but the Bible says that the kingdom of God suffers violence. But the violence and take it by force. How many of you know that in the world we live in today, we need a, a violent spirit for the kingdom of God. We can't just bow down to, to the spirits of this world. Come on, somebody. We need the power of God. And the last one, wait until you receive an ability to perform an activity. That's the power. And you have to look at your life through the lens of what Jesus is saying. The power of the Holy Spirit, listen, is not just for the pastors or the preachers or people that come and minister. Oh, that, that man is so powerful. Pastor Becky, man, she's so powerful when she delivers the word. Pastor Jürgen, Pastor, and listen, that is all amazing, but that's for us too. That's for you and I. That's for us out, outside of the, the walls of this, of, this, of this building. It's for us to take the power of God and go and do things. Watch what happens. Acts chapter 2. Here's the fulfillment of that promise. 
Jesus said, wait for the promise of the Father. So Acts chapter 2, the 120 disciples are praying together in the house of John Mark. John Mark was one of the disciples, and they're praying. And, and from history, you can kind of get the vibe of what, what life was like for them. I mean, just picture it. Right before Jesus is about to go into the cross, he tells them, hey, the Son of Man is going to go to Jerusalem and die and rise the third day. And, and the disciples are like, oh, we're going to go. If we have to die with you, we'll die with you. And the soldiers show up, and they all vanish. They run away. All the disciples just disappear. They're like, where you go? Peter, he's like, okay, I'm going to follow him from a distance. I'm going to be with him. And then, you know, he gets challenged by a little girl, and he denies Jesus three times. Can, can you sense power in that? No, they're probably scared. They're probably praying in the, in the upper room, 120 disciples just praying maybe for protection. And gosh, you know, scared kind of prayers. God, would you protect us? Man, all these religious leaders and fairies are trying to kill us. Oh, we don't know what to do. You said to wait. Will you just show up? And then the power of the Holy Spirit drops. Watch this. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. This is the birth of the church. The church hadn't started yet. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Side note. Some, it's been said before that you, if you give God a unity, he'll give you a suddenly. They were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly. How many of you would like a suddenly in your life? Come on, somebody. You give God a unity with everything you got. Come on, you believe in the vision of the church. You stand with your pastors and God shows up and suddenly he shows up and, and doors begin to open and the power of God drops and, and things begin to work and momentum in your life. Man, I'm telling you, I've been living life in momentum. I know what it's like to be in the momentum of God. There's nothing like it to ride in the flow of the anointing and the momentum of things popping left and right. And you've seen so clearly the wisdom of God is on you and you begin to understand and solve problems. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have to fight for it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The church started with tongues. Can I just say this? Tongues are not weird, they're normal. And you can turn it on like that. I can begin to speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit will give me a word. And, 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 and what are tongues for? Tongues are for the edification of yourself, the Bible says. Paul says, I speak in, more, I speak in tongues more than you all. I wish we, you all spoke in tongues, Paul said. The Bible says in Jude, I believe it's verse 19 or 20, it says, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, it says that, that when you pray in tongues, you, you come up with groanings that cannot be uttered. It's normal. Tongues are normal. Can I just say that? Come on, I come against the demonic influence that has come against the church. Come on, worldwide, the tongues are weird. I prophesy and declare, come on, I cast that spirit out right now in the name of Jesus. And if you thought it's weird, just, just join. It's normal. Watch the power of God touch you today. Amen. So look at what happens. They receive the power of the Holy Spirit. 120 people turns into 3,000 people. From 120 to 3,000. What, what was the common denominator? What was the indicator? What took him like that? What took him there? It was the power of the Holy Spirit. 
It's when the power of the Holy Spirit comes, he brings multiplication from 120 to 3,000, then to 3,000 to 5,000. I want you to picture your life now. Come on, your life. This is you and I right now. Can you imagine your life going from 120 to 3,000 to 5,000, whatever that means to you, under the power of the Holy Spirit? That's what the Holy Spirit brings. Peter gets completely radically transformed. Peter, you saw Peter denying Jesus three times. And all of a sudden, after the Holy Spirit comes, he gets up and he starts preaching the most powerful message ever preached in the history of Christianity. It's what started the church. 3,000 people get saved after the preaching of the word. The Bible says that the, all the, 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 the audience, the people hearing were cut to the heart and they said, what shall we do? He said, be saved. Come on and, and repent and believe in the gospel. 3,000 people get saved. He got this boldness and courage. What was the difference? Acts chapter 3 and 4, the Bible says that they saw Peter after the church had started and that the, 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 the religious leaders go, who are these untrained men? They could tell they'd been with Jesus, the Bible says. Who are, how, how, what is this boldness on them, the courage? Oh, they could tell they'd been with Jesus. G Peter had been with Jesus for three years before he died and he still denied him. What was the, what was the difference? It was the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it transforms you. I'm telling you, when we came into this church, that's why I love this church, because Awakened Church is a house of transformation. I remember when I came into this church six years ago, I came with such a, a spirit of, of, um, of performance and, and people pleasing, and I really cared what people thought about me, and, and, and especially my leaders, those in authority. And something beautiful just happened a few weeks ago. Um, having a conversation with Pastors Colin and Melissa Higginbottom and Pastor Colin begins to speak into my life and I've given him permission. I want him to and starts to challenging uh, a part of my leadership and going after it and I want that and, and as, I, as he's saying this, I'm processing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, can t I can, couldn't see it at first but I'm like, oh my gosh, I can totally see that. Wow. I said, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I'm, 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 I'm going to work on it. I can see what you're saying. Can I tell you six years before, that would have taken me out. Six years before, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm such a bad leader. I don't have what it takes. You know what? I quit. Someone else take this. But it's been the transformation that has happened in my life. What about you? Have you seen the evidence of transformation in your life? How about this? Has the Holy Spirit tried to transform your life, but have we given him permission? Come on, to go into our hearts and begin to shape us and mold us and transform the way we think and, and renew our mind and not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Come on, somebody. But be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Have we given the Holy Spirit permission? So Peter preaches powerfully. His life is transformed. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at what happens. A few practicals of, of what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Again, the power of the Spirit is not just for us to, to soak or for us to hit the deck, although those are good things. The power of the Holy Spirit is for us to take territory. Watch what happens here. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit falling in Acts chapter 2, there was a genesis, a beginning. There was a birth of something. The church started. Some of you are about to start something. Some of you are about to experience a genesis, a beginning in your life as you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You've been brewing on some thoughts, some ideas. Maybe you're about to propose. Watch the power of the Holy Spirit confirm the word on your life. Some of you are about to, oh, should I have kids or not? Watch the power of the Holy Spirit say, be fruitful and multiply. Some of you are about to venture on a new business. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do 
watch the power of the Holy Spirit inspire faith on the inside of you for a new beginning. Come on, some of you are, about, are planning Babylon, the next theater move. Come on, it's a new beginning. Watch, the, watch it be the most powerful, come on, the most powerful thing we've done with Awakened Theater. How many of you love Twisted? How many of you love Hero? How many of you love Night of Christmas? What's just about to happen with Babylon in the name of Jesus under the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit? And I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. I see a circle of you guys riding it together and planning it. And uh, you got to be mindful. You ought to be mindful of who comes in that room and who speaks into it. There's got to be evident evidence. Man, I see so clearly evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit and those who you bring to that room. But also, I see the Holy Spirit calling you to a new level of holiness, of holiness as a team. Because you're, what you're about to carry, watch this, what you're about to carry is going to be the fire of God. Man, holy hands can only carry that thing. And in the name of Jesus, I prophesy holiness. Man, I prophesy this is going to be a movement. It's going to be beautiful and powerful. God's going to open miraculous doors in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen. The power of the Holy Spirit brings Genesis, beginnings, brings creativity, creation of movements. Can you picture your life? Listen, the church started, it's 120 people, uh, 20 uh, scared disciples to 3,000 powerful, bold disciples. Now, I want you to see your life through that lens. Can you see your life? Come on, going to, from nothing to a movement, your own life. There is territory taking abilities. There was multiplication. There was salvation, the supernatural, and there was momentum. There was momentum because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of us need momentum in our lives. Come on, how, how many of you would like to see momentum in your life? Have you ever seen, watch a, a basketball game or a football game, and you see the momentum shifting? Uh, did you watch, anybody watch the Lakers and the Nuggets game last night? How the momentum shifted from the Lakers to the Nuggets? It, there, there was a shift that happened. Listen, just picture that in your own life, a momentum. Come on, come on, things clicking and, and conversations happening and doors opening and finances beginning to, to grow and opportunities. Are you with me? That's what happens with the power of the Holy Spirit. But some of us need to understand the power of the Holy Spirit is for my own life and for the practical. It's for me to build my life. Watch this. It's so important for us to, want to have a, a clear revelation of the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? The kingdom of God is a kingdom of revelation. Everything we do in the kingdom of God comes from revelation. What God reveals to me, and that's what I build my life on. I, if I don't get it, if, I, if God didn't reveal it to me, then I can't, I can't build on it. I can't do it. It's, has that ever happened to you where you're at a service and something just clicks? Oh my gosh. Maybe it was a principle of unity or maybe honor, maybe love towards your wife or towards your husband or maybe, you know, surrendering something. How about generosity? How about tithing? The, for the first time it clicks, I'm like, I'm going to start tithing. But it comes from revelation. So Jesus is talking to the disciples and he goes, who, who, who do men say that I am? And the disciples go, well, some say you're one of the prophets, some say Elijah, some say, you know. And Jesus goes, but who, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? It's my question to you this morning. Who do you say that he is? Is he king? Is he all-powerful? Is he almighty? What's your revelation of Jesus? I mean, is he wonderful savior, redeemer, the bread of life, the light of the world? Come on, is he the king of kings and lord of lords? Is he the omnipotent that can change anything? Is he the almighty God? Is Jesus, come on, is Jesus the, the warrior, the champion that we believe in? Amen? So Jesus goes, who do you say that I am? Peter goes, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. 
And Jesus goes, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Watch this. When he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. You know what Jesus was talking about? Upon this revelation of me being the Christ, I will build my church. You and I build our lives on the revelation that we have, that we understand. He's, and, and, and I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Listen, Jesus is building his church. He's building us. But guess what? You and I are the church. He's building your life. He's building my life. He's building your marriage. He's building your finances. He's building your children. Come on, somebody. He's building your business. He's building your dreams. He's building your desires. He's building, come on, your ministry. He's building everything you're believing for. That's the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the church starts, Acts chapter 4. Now the, 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 the apostles are experiencing persecution and, uh, and opposition. Can, can I just say this? If you're experiencing opposition in your life, it might be a good sign. I used to think, listen, I used to think that if there was opposition in my life, oh, it must not be God. Because if God was in it, then doors would open really easy and I would go okay but, but it makes sense I mean do you think the devil's like oh you want to take territory go ahead you want a good marriage go easy yeah go ahead you want to expand your business yeah here's more ink more finances here's more loans more funding so you can grow come on you want to be a champion come on to Colorado yeah it's going to be really easy for you you don't have to fight for it oh it's it's, it's easy yes go do you think the devil would do that no quite the opposite come on you get a vision from God you get an assignment from God? Guess what? The devil's going to show up like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But we stand on the power of the Holy Spirit and watch what happens. I'm telling you, the devil has no tactics against the power of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not in word but in power. The kingdom of God is not in word but in power. And the Holy Spirit makes you effective. He brings change to things. The Holy Spirit gives you abilities to perform and to, to, to perform an action, to do something. I remember when we launched our company 10 years ago, it, it was the Holy Spirit that enabled me to get the idea. It enabled me to study, to pass this exam that only 24% in the nation passed for Homeland Security. It enabled me to, to, to build a team. It enabled me to give me ideas to go after every client in the industry. It enabled us to, to 5X the company in six years. It, it was the power of the Holy... Are you, are you catching what I'm saying? The power of the Holy Spirit is for you to receive, for me to receive and to take it into everything that He's calling me to. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, they're experiencing opposition. And, and uh, watch, watch how they pray. It's so powerful. Which, by the way, so important to go to men, men's and women's prayer. Tuesday morning, it might be the most important thing we do as a church. I'm telling you. Jesus said, my house will be called the house of prayer. Acts chapter 4, verses 29 through 35. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were, again, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. 
verse 32 look at the results of the filling of the Holy Spirit now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul there was a unity there was a unity in the room that's the power of the Holy Spirit neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own but they had all things in common there was generosity there's times in my life where I'm feeling so stingy I'm like oh I'm not buying I'm not paying for that meal I'm not doing that I'm not giving more I know that if I'm stepping into that I'm not under the power of the Holy Spirit because the power of the, that when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit I'm a generous man Verse 33, and with great power, the apostles gave witnesses to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Great grace. Can you picture your life with great grace? Come on, right there where you are, in your own personal life. Can you just close your eyes for a second? Man, I feel, I feel a, a touch of God right now. Just close your eyes for a sec. And great grace was upon them all. The filling of the Holy Spirit brought great grace upon the people. And this is what what the great grace, grace meant. It comes from the Greek, charismegali. Keep your eyes closed and watch the Holy Spirit speak to you. It was a grace that had something great in it, magnificent and very extraordinary. There was evident fruit of this grace in all they said and did. There was honor in them. There was favor on them. There was excellence on them. And I want you to see your life with excellence on your life, with favor on your life, with blessing on your life. Come on, begin to see God uh, breaking through ceilings and limitations. What are you believing for? Watch the great grace of God just reveal to you how God's about to change things in your life. Matthew Henry, the theologian, says everyone saw a beauty and excellency in them and respected them. There was great grace upon the people. So good, you can open your eyes. Verse 34, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. There was no poverty. There was no poverty. Now, capture this with me. There was no poverty in the church. Come on, that that would be said of awakened church about Boa campus. There was no poverty. There was no lack. Every need was met. Everything you believed for, there was an abundance of God. Oh, you believe for a house, God provided the house. Oh, you believe for a child, God provided a child. You believe for a business, God provided the business. You believe for a vacation, God just opened the doors. And gosh, there was a, an abundance of funds coming to you. There was no poverty. And I feel so strongly the Holy Spirit wanting to break off poverty mindsets right now. The giant of poverty. The giant of poverty. I'm going to ask you to be really bold. If, if that's something that you fight, a poverty mindset, a mentality, I want you to stand up because we're going to break it off right now. It's something that I have to fight every single day. Listen, especially if you come with, from my upbringing, I have to fight it off. God, you're the God of abundance in the name of Jesus. And I begin to see Jesus feeding the, the 20,000 people with five loaves and two fish and multiplication. And I come against negative thinking. I come against God. Remove poverty away from my thinking. Come on, the Bible says that though he was rich, he became poor, that through his poverty, we might become rich. Come on, lift up your hands to heaven if you're standing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we break off poverty mindsets now in the name of Jesus and declare the curse of poverty cannot be on us because Jesus went to the cross and he died on the cross. His hands were pierced. Come on, his side was pierced. His feet was pierced. And then the blood was shed. It released prosperity to us. And when he rose again, he conquered. Come on, the curse. We receive the blessing right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, I see the blessing of the Lord like a mantle of prosperity falling upon you. If you're standing right now, receive the mantle of prosperity in the name of Jesus. 
receive the mantle of prosperity in the name of Jesus. Stay standing. I've seen some crazy, you can open your eyes, I've seen some crazy things in my life. Man, one time we were, we were uh, at La Costa um, Hotel for a staycation. You can stay standing, stay standing please. And it's the last day and we see this little boy drowned right before our eyes in a jacuzzi, a four-year-old. He drowned in a jacuzzi. It was our last day. We weren't supposed to be there. We stayed one more day. They bring the little boy out of the jacuzzi and they lay him on the ground. Everybody flees. And I feel the Holy Spirit saying, go pray for the little boy. My wife comes saying, go pray for the little boy. It's been five minutes. The boy's not breathing. And I just come to the little boy and I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. I begin to pray in the Spirit. Life in the name of Jesus. The life of Jesus Christ come to him right now. Breathe in the name of Jesus. And I see the little boy come back to life. He starts coughing and breathing again. It wasn't me, it was the power of the Holy Spirit for the moment. Come on, the power of the Holy Spirit enables you and empowers you for your moment. For whatever you're facing, whatever giant you're facing, and one of the giants we're facing is poverty. It's recession. The prophets of this world, CNN and, and MSNBC and all those just prophesying recession and lack and poverty. Guess what? somebody we serve a God who's bigger he's greater he's stronger come on he's taller he's wider come on he's bigger he's bigger he's prosperous he's powerful in the name of Jesus stay standing 2021 we we put our house on the market and we're like, oh, because we really wanted to go after our dream home. I love that word that Pastor, Pastor Tracy preached at uh, Emerge. He's like, don't just go after the good, go after the great. Don't just be always all oh, the good. It's the great and perfect will of God. Go after the perfect. Believe for the perfect. Don't, oh, how you doing? I'm good. How's the family good? How about us? Great. How's the family? It's great. How's the business? It's great. So, the Holy Spirit really put in my wives to go after our dream home. I said, no, I fought her to the end. Until God spoke to me and said, okay, let's put the house in the market. We put the house in the market. We asked the realtor, hey, how, how much can we sell the house for? They say, yeah, 1.8, 1.9, maybe, might get two. And the, the power of the Holy Spirit drops, comes upon us, and we say, we're going to put on the house on the market for 2.5. We put the house in the market the same day we get an offer for $2.5 million. Listen, I've seen some miracles, especially in the finances. And I release and prophesy right now. Come on, lift up your hands. A spirit of generosity and prosperity coming upon you right now under the power of the Holy Spirit. There was none of them lacked. Not one of them lacked. There was no poverty. There was prosperity and abundance in the name of Jesus. Watch the Holy Spirit give you thoughts and ideas right now. Thoughts and ideas right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you're here right now, you want more of the power of the Holy Spirit, I just want you to come to the front. We're going to pray and believe God. If that's you, I want you to come to the front. If you want more of the power of the Holy Spirit, just come. Watch the Holy Spirit begin to move. Listen, you, you really got to want it. If you don't want it, just stay there. Okay, if you really want to just come to the front. Watch what the Holy Spirit is about to do. 
me for a sec. The Holy Spirit begins to move in the church and it, it begins to grow and multiply from 3,000 to 5,000. And every time you see it was the filling of the Holy Spirit that brought this growth. It was the power of the Spirit of God. Acts chapter 19, look at what happens. I want you to put it on the screen because we got to read it together. Acts 19, 1 through 7, Paul is now traveling. You know the conversion of Paul. Paul gets saved. Acts chapter 9, his life gets radically transformed, which by the way, there might be a Paul in this house right now. You just never know the transformation that can happen in your life. Listen, I remember being sitting in, in a church believing that God would use me someday. You just never know. God might, you might be the next Paul. You, but, but God is wanting to transform your life. So Paul surrenders his life. The Bible says that Ananias comes and lays hands on them. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. He begins to travel, begins to speak. And he goes to this church in Ephesus, which is where we get the, the book of Ephesians. He goes to Ephesus and there's 12 people. Watch this. Acts chapter one, uh, 19 verse 1. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Now Apollos was a very eloquent preacher. He goes to Ephesus. He got 12 people saved. More through intellectually and, and very eloquent. So he gets 12 people saved. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, well, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Doesn't this sound like the church today? There's some churches out there they haven't heard of the Holy Spirit. Then Paul said, John, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. He brings correction, theological correction. Watch this. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Paul intentionally says, oh my gosh. There's 12, I, I've been traveling, every church is booming, there's 12 people here. Have you guys received the Holy Spirit? He's like, what is that? <sighs> Let me lay hands on you. He lays hands on them, they all speak in tongues and prophesy again, tongues are normal. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit with tongues, watch what's about to happen in your life today. We're going to lay hands on you, you're going to speak in tongues if you want it. So, so he lays hands on them, they, they get filled with the Holy Spirit, Paul leaves, then the next verse You'll see that it's 12 people. Now the men were about 12 in all. Well, that church in Ephesus became 
one of the most influential churches in all of Asia Minor, spreading the word of God like crazy. It, it was a, such a powerful church, took over Turkey. It was incredible. What was the difference? It was the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you. If you want your life to go from 12, come on, to a massive movement, momentum in your life, come on, come on, multiplication happening, the Word of God spreading, come on, in your own life, picture your finances and your family, come on, a movement in your life is the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? We're going to pray in just a second. And I feel such a powerful move of God right now. If you don't speak in tongues and you want to receive the gift of, of the Holy Spirit with tongues, just raise your hands. We want to pray for you. Lift up your hands if that's you. You, want, you. you don't speak in tongues and you want someone to lay hands on you, receive that power. If you're around, can you just lay hands on them? Come on, just lay hands on them. And just begin to pray for them. Father, the Bible says, the Bible says that Jesus said, if you be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And we're asking you right now, Father, fill them up in the name of Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Fill them up with the Holy Spirit as we lay hands on them. Come on, begin to pray for them. They're about to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch. The Holy Spirit is about to bring freedom to some of us. Man, you've been experiencing a tormenting spirit. 
speaking neg really negative words of death over you. You've been fighting, literally been fighting a spirit of death. In the name of Jesus, I come against it right now. And I command, spirit of death, you must go. Leave in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. The power of God coming upon you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You got to be free, man. I prophesy dreams and visions over your life. If that's you, man, you're not even going to recognize your mind. You're going to have thoughts that, that are literally heavenly thoughts coming to you of your future. Come on, a bright future coming to you full of hope. Man, desires to change the world and to come on to launch businesses or go to college. Or man, I see it in the name of Jesus. Come on, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be touched now in the name of Jesus. Set free. Set free. Oh, Holy Spirit, begin to breathe. Begin to breathe right now. Watch the supernatural peace of God. Watch the breath of God right now filling your heart, your mind. Some of us are about to experience a supernatural peace we haven't experienced. Some of you are really in the middle of a storm. You're really in the middle of a storm. But, but in the middle of the storm, watch the power of the Holy Spirit guard your heart and your mind with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Watch His peace. Watch His peace guard you. Man, He's making some of us whole. Some of us have, have a really deep wound in our hearts from our past especially from childhood from childhood there was verbal abuse even physical abuse but the holy spirit the helper is coming to touch you right now he's flying he's his head's how supernatural and powerful he is he's going into your the, that, that area of your brain where trauma is stored he's releasing it right now and bringing healing to it watch him bring healing to it <sighs> 